What's going on, guys? It's Jordan Stoltz back with another episode of the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. And today's show, I'm going to be answering a listener question about hydration and fueling yourself before an event. If you like the show, leave a review on iTunes, subscribe to the show, and share it with your friends and family, just like the person who asked this question did. So, Let's get down to today's show. This is episode 86. We are getting so close to 100, and it mean a lot if we could get those reviews spiked up closer to 100 as I hit 100 episodes. To leave a review on iTunes, type in Fitness, Food, and Freedom, hit the logo, hit ratings and reviews, and leave your written review. Five stars would be awesome. And if you have a question like this listener's question or anything you want answered on the podcast, Go to triplefpodcast.com slash contact, leave your question in the form, or email jordanstoltzfitness at gmail.com. I will link both of those in the full description of this show, so you can contact me and ask a question that you want featured on the podcast. If you leave a review, you'll be entered to win a free t-shirt. If you leave a question, you'll get it answered on the podcast, so both nice incentives to get those things done. Let's get down to today's episode, number 86, about hydration and fueling. Welcome to the Fitness, Food, and Freedom Podcast. Keep listening for some awesome advice on health, motivation, and becoming a better version of yourself. Be sure to tune in every week for Motivation Monday, Workout Wednesday, and Foodie Friday. Behind the mic today, your host, a strength and conditioning coach, husband, and businessman, Jordan Stoltz. Workout Wednesday. It is Workout Wednesday because it is Wednesday, August 16, and in today's show, I'm answering a listener question. If you have a question you want answered, go to triplefpodcast.com slash contact, linked in the description of this podcast in the show notes. So I got this question um, about fueling your body and specifically like for a longer event and also hydration during that event. So I wanted to address this one on the show in case you are uh, going, maybe you're an athlete and you, you know, you work on longer events like things like long games and things like that. Maybe you like things like running and you go on these long runs. Maybe you do obstacle races. There's a lot of different ways today's show can apply. I learned a lot about this hydration and fueling um, from just being a strength and conditioning coach uh, for a college team. And you kind of, they do a lot of, you know, like pee tests for color and things like that about hydration, but cramping really is an issue, especially in like the hotter months for a strength and conditioning staff, trying to stretch out those cramps, making sure you feel yourself properly so you don't get those cramps. Um, the whole, you know, strength and conditioning coach job, job description is basically that you keep your athletes from getting hurt and you help them perform at the very best and hydration and fueling for an event is at the very top of the list of things that will help this. So this is a very important topic and it's going to apply to a lot of people, especially if you'd like to do some longer things, even if you just like to go out on the weekends and hike or do climbing or anything like that, this is going to help you out and give you some ideas of what to do in this hot weather since it's still August so I'm going to read today's question to start off. So it's a 
it's a girl that plays tennis. Okay. So she's on a tennis team of eight ladies. All right. So there's, I, I guess, eight of them or nine of them. But the matches here on these tennis matches, they last anywhere from one and a half to three hours. So this is on the longer side of events. I want to specify that, that this isn't, you know, a 45 minute workout. Um, this is a long event. So a three hour event, especially something like tennis, especially if it's outside is going to really drain you and you're going to need a lot of hydration and a lot of fuel for this because you're going to be using a lot of energy. So these eight ladies or nine ladies are constantly struggling on what to eat and when for these matches. They kind of just guess at this point is what the question pointed out. So they're living in Texas and that's going to play a major role in the answer to this question because of the heat, the high 90s and 100s, high humidity sometimes, and just that brutal Texas heat. I've been to Texas and I definitely understand the heat. Quick little story. We, uh, my wife and me, we went to Texas last year just as a trip and we went to San Antonio. We went to Waco, Texas. We went to Austin, Texas. And we were just kind of baffled when we were, especially in, well, San Antonio was brutally hot, but especially when we were in Austin, we realized that the Texas heat is brutal. So I definitely understand where this person's coming from in this question. I don't know if you grew up in Texas or if you're new there, but as someone who's not from there, the Texas heat was just crazy because we were walking around through some, through some shopping district in Austin and, uh, the heat was just draining us, right? We were soaked. We looked like death. We looked like we had seen death and were about to sweat out our insides, I guess. We would go into stores we weren't even interested in, things that really weren't our style or price range, just to feel that wonderful air conditioning coming down from the ceiling. We would just basically stand there, look like death, and be wondering how the other shoppers and citizens of Austin could could manage it, I guess, and the other people in the store looked so put together, right? The people were walking around, having fun, laughing, drinking hot coffee, and we were there dying. So I definitely understand this Texas heat issue, and I definitely understand how that humidity is going to really help or really hurt your performance, and you need something that'll help it. So on with the question. Right now, water and Gatorade passed around through these events, and that's the strategy right now going forward. Uh, if they are underfueled, these ladies are underfueled, it leaves them weak and not performing their best for the tennis match, which we cannot have. And if you overfill, so like overhydrate, overfuel, then it leaves you feeling sluggish, right? Which I understand as far as playing sports when I was in high school and then as a coach as I left college. So. I want to kind of separate this question into two parts. Part one is going to be about fueling, which is going to be more food focused before and after the event. And then hydration is going to be the second part because of that heat and humidity. All right. So part one is fueling, and this is going to be purely food related, right? So I'm going to separate the fueling category of this question and this kind of issue into three different sections before, during, and after the event. Okay. So you have before, which is like pre the event and then during, which is the actual one and a half to three hours. And then after is the rest of the day after that event. Now, I don't know when these events are, so I'm going to kind of put in a couple exceptions in there. Like if the event's early in the morning, um, that's going to change a couple things here, but 
to start with this, I'm going to start with the before category of the fueling category, right? And I recommend, um, you probably wouldn't be inclined to do this if you're an athlete and you play tennis and you like to be pretty, you know, light on your feet and agile, um, but you don't want to eat too big of a meal, right? You don't want to just carb load like crazy in one big feeding because you're going to get that sluggish feeling. You're going to get bogged down and you might also create some digestion issues with pounding that much food at once. So I recommend that you eat at least twice before your event. So if your event is at 10 in the morning, you need to wake up a little earlier and eat at six and you need to eat at eight. And you're going to have a nice ratio here that you're going to track of carbs to protein. Okay. That's the going to be the regimen we're going to focus on for this show. So why two medium meals? It's basically because you don't want to eat one big one and one, if you just eat one meal after waking up, it might, it might not be enough food because a lot of your calories are going to go towards different processes as you slept and you were fasting as you slept. You're going to, a lot of the food's going to go towards that and you're not going to have it as energy for the event. Another way you could think of this is maybe you have a meal to kind of refuel yourself for the day and then a pre, pre-workout pre or pre-event meal. If your event is at night, this might be three meals, but all I mean is just for it not to be one and not to make them too big. So kind of split them up into some smaller ones. And the last one should be maybe like an hour before your event, um, not putting it too close to the event so you don't have to go through some of the digestion stuff as you do the event. So I recommend a three to one ratio carbs to protein. If you tend to put on fat easily, I would say two to one is fine. And if you are pretty thin or you have a high metabolism, you really work off the energy easy, four to one even is okay of carbs to protein. What that means as an example would be like if you eat 30 grams of protein, which is like a good amount in one meal, um, you do like 90 grams of carbs, right? So that's three times the amount of carbs. Um, if it's four times, you just up that to 120. Two times is to like 60 carbs, 30 protein. Um, also limit fiber. That's another consideration to make here. You don't want that kind of issue going on in your event. But if the event's right in the morning, so first thing you could consider the meal the night before as your first meal and then the one in the morning as your second meal. So start paying attention the night before already. But I recommend this ratio because that's going to give you good energy. It's going to give you not too much food, but enough to burn throughout this event. And also the before meal is really going to depend on what you're drinking slash eating during the event. So that's the next section, right? You need to realize you say that uh, you're drinking water and Gatorade right now. You know, I'll get into the hydration part later, but you need to realize that there's a lot of sugar in Gatorade, right? And that's fine. Gatorade has a lot of science behind it. And I'm not against sports drinks by any means, but you do have to realize the sugar content. So you are getting grams of carbs as you drink that Gatorade, right? I think a bottle of normal Gatorade has something like 40 something grams of carbs, which means 12 grams of sugar or so. So you need to be careful of this and pay attention if you're feeling a sugar crash. So if you have a lot of energy in maybe the first hour, but as you go on, you start to crash, you need to be maybe aware of your sugar intake. And I don't think you'll need food midway through the event. Um, The sugar and the Gatorade is really going to kind of give you the calories you need to get through it. I think Gatorade is actually a good option for tennis players because you need that sugar and you need that little bit of calories as you go on just be careful of that crash during it i don't think you need food though so i'm not going to go too much into the during phase 
if you want to supplement something else other than Gatorade during, you could go with BCAAs. There's some research conflicting on these, whether they help or not. I think they do help, though, as far as building and repair during your event. So if you're concerned about losing muscle or you're concerned about the energy content you have while you're feeling sluggish, you feel like you might need food during it, but you will get sluggish if you eat food, BCAAs are a good option. I think Gatorade should cover it though and then making sure you deal with your hydration. If you eat two medium meals before, you shouldn't need anything for the you know two to three hour event. After the event, so after the tennis match, you'll want a balanced meal. You want high protein, right? Repair those muscles. And then just the only other consideration after is just to make sure that your calories end up high enough to make up for all the calories you're going to burn during this long event. Tennis burns a ton of calories, especially in that heat. It's going to be a lot of energy expended. So you need to eat balanced meal, high protein, and enough calories. If you're not eating enough calories, you are going to feel bogged down because you're not going to have the energy and calories you need, right? So I recommend tracking. I recommend checking out the macro guide, triplefpodcast.com slash macro. Make sure you have all the things dialed in and you're eating the right amount for your body. If you do that consistently, that's going to result in a lot better fuel as you go into this event. A few considerations I did want to touch on though, and these are kind of up to you, right? I think you need to eat for your body in this case. So if you have plenty of energy going into the event, normally there's no need to eat a ton of food. And if you have trouble with energy and feeling like you have enough of it, maybe you try to eat more. Maybe you try the above protocol and maybe add in more carbs as you go. But you know you need to feel like you're eating enough, but not bogged down. So realize food might be why you're bogged down, not just the heat, not just the hydration. You need to make sure you're eating enough calories day by day. I do have one other consideration that you could try if you're willing to do the discipline, right? I would say this is only if you're good at tracking, you know how many calories you're supposed to eat, all your macros. If you want to try another option and this whole carb protein ratios isn't working for you, you could try a ketogenic diet in this case because of these longer events, right? So uh, carbs are really nicely burned for shorter events, shorter, higher intensity stuff. And if you're getting into this longer duration, like three hours for a tennis match, it might be beneficial if your body burns fat for energy and not the carbs. So you could go keto if you want to try that different diet. It takes a lot of discipline and it's not really sustainable for a lot of people. So if you think it's something you could do as far as eliminating carbs from your diet completely, you know, and every single day, for years, you know, be keto and you're eating fat and protein primarily and vegetables. Um, you could try that and you're actually going to have a lot better success as far as burning fuel for energy because you're burning that fat, which is more slow burning. So you're going to end up with maybe more consistent energy. I don't really like the ketogenic diet personally for me. So I don't really recommend it to people that often. This is kind of one of those special things that. If you're doing these events a lot, it might be beneficial that you're burning fat instead. But I would recommend you try dialing in your calories, macros, and trying that two medium meals with the ratios before you dive into anything that extreme. All right, part two is about hydration. And this part is really important as well because of that Texas heat. That makes you feel like death. 
and these matches are long and you're probably sweaty and you're probably burning off a lot of the you know hydration in your body because of that humidity and that heat right now especially so it's obvious i don't really need to tell you that you need to stay well hydrated every day so not just around the event but every day make sure you get enough water make sure you stay really hydrated you don't dehydrate yourself um, thirst not that great of an indicator of high dehydration um, so make sure you drink enough water day by day right that's going to be really important as far as just a le- level hydration like i said sports drinks fine too you say you pass those around I don't think they're bad. You just need to realize about that sugar content that you are taking in sugar and you could sip these throughout. Okay. That's an option. Too much of the plain water is my, that might be a problem. It's like a three hour window. If you're drinking a lot of water cause you're so hot and you're drinking a lot of water cause you're so dehydrated, that could dilute you a little bit and you could have an electrolyte problem. That's probably why you do Gatorade and water because of the electrolytes. I do have a better uh, suggestion for you. This is probably the most actionable thing in this episode that you should really try. Spre- it, the person that asks this, qu- this question, spread this recipe around your whole tennis team. I want you all to try it for this next maybe like three matches and see if it makes a difference as far as your hydration. You're going to do a few things. You need to realize that sodium is going to be the game changer here for you because too much of the plain water can dilute your cells. Sodium, great electrolyte, great mineral. You're going to want to add sodium to your water, right? And you might be thinking, sodium, I thought that's bad for you. Not really. It's not bad for you. It's just you want to keep it consistent. So don't spike your sodium and then drop it really low. Uh, you want it to kind of go in a level a level amount the whole time, right? But it's not bad. You actually have a physical sodium pump in your cells that pump in as much sodium as they need and keep that dilution level right. So I'm going to give you a recipe. This is the actual part of the show. This is a homemade sports drink recipe that is going to work great for you, right? This would be in place of your Gatorade unless you need the calories, okay? So this is basically going to be what's going to hydrate you. You could even drink this instead of water. You can maybe drink a little water if you want to as well. But this is going to be the game changer because it's going to prevent cramping. It's going to give you the energy. It's going to give you all these electrolytes you need very concentrated, What you're going to do is you're going to take a bottle, like a shaker bottle or even a big water bottle, like one of those big Nalgene's, fill it full of ice, okay, so it's going to be really cold, that's going to be nice, and then you're going to put in four ounces to six ounces, so just a little bit on the bottom of coconut water, okay, coconut water, very, very high in electrolytes, very, very hydrating. Add some coconut water now, I don't know if you've ever tried coconut water, but it tastes very, very bad. So do not, and choose the coconut water that tastes bad. So choose the stuff that's like actually organic coconut water, not like Sobe or those brands that just kind of have sugared up coconut water, right? You want pure coconut water. You can probably find that at any store. So four ounces of that, fill the rest of that bottle with water, and then you're going to juice one whole lemon into this mixture. Okay. So just cut it in half, juice the lemon into the bottle, and then you're going to do a pinch of sweetener. I like to use stevia for this. You can use you know, any kind of sweetener, and you're going to have to kind of do this to your taste the first time, so see how much you need and how sweet you want it, but use a zero-calorie sweetener for this. And then do 
a pinch or a few grinds of pink Himalayan sea salt. That's going to give you the sodium and electrolytes you need. It is going to leave a little salty taste, but you'll actually kind of learn to like that. It's really good at the lemon. So juice a little pinch of pink Himalayan salt. Be sure it's actually that pink Himalayan rock salt that you grind and not just your normal table salt. So you get all the minerals that you need. And then you're going to just shake this up and it's going to mix up nicely for you. Uh, you're going to drink this during the event. It's going to taste like lemonade because of that concentrated lemon. You're going to have a little coconut taste in there too. Even if you want to skip the coconut water, you can. And just the lemon, salt, and sweetener is going to be a game changer for you. But drink this during the event. That'll be a great like electrolyte replenishing, hydrating, energy-giving drink that you can have that's an alternative to sugar-filled sports drinks and diluting yourselves with too much water. Give that a try. Let me know how that is and if that changed how you guys feel during those events. A couple more considerations I wanted to touch on is just overall that you separate food and hydration and address each to see the results. So maybe you try fueling yourself, see how that changes things. Maybe you try this sports drink, see how that changes things. Um, I do recommend also maybe a supplement here um, that I wouldn't normally put on my top list of supplements, but I would recommend supplementing magnesium of some kind. Just take that daily and you take magnesium daily, whatever the recommended amount is on the supplement you get. Uh, Pure Encapsulations has a great magnesium supplement you can find on Amazon. Um, I recommend you try that out because magnesium is going to help with cramping. It's going to help give you those electrolyte balance that you need. Um, don't go low sodium just for that balance as well. Go consistent, like I said. Drink plenty throughout the day. Drink plenty leading up to the event of water. And one last little consideration that might make a difference as far as feeling sluggish or feeling weak, not just enough, not just about eating enough food, right, for calories, but get into really good shape. I don't know what kind of shape your your tennis team is, or if you're a different listener, what kind of shape you're in leading up to this event. But if you have extra body fat, if you have um, just not very good cardiovascular shape, you need to address that because being in better shape, using less oxygen. And, you know, just expending less energy because you're in great shape is going to really help with how you feel during the event. Just losing a few pounds of fat would make a huge difference on how your joints feel and how tired you get during the event. So those are just some considerations to kind of put into effect this next week and your upcoming events. Workout Wednesday. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that workout Wednesday and whoever asked this question and the tennis team got a lot of actual advice from it as far as fueling yourself, hydrating yourself, and getting into great shape. If you like today's show, leave a review on iTunes, subscribe to the show, and leave a question on triplefpodcast.com slash contact. I'll see you guys on Friday on Foodie Friday for episode number 87. I look forward to seeing you then and to talking to you over this airwaves. Thanks for joining me. I'm Jordan Soltz, your host, signing out for now. See you guys on Friday. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the Triple F Podcast. Please leave a five-star iTunes review and share the podcast with your friends and family. Tune in next time for more great tips on fitness, food, and freedom.